Out Front with Vince Noble, the weekly podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. Available wherever you download or listen to your podcasts. There is a new weapon in the fight against COVID-19. The Veloro Company provides NASA-based active pure technology air purifiers that rapidly eliminate 99.9% of airborne SARS-CoV-2 viruses from your immediate environment. This amazing advanced technology filtering system was first developed for use by the NASA Space Shuttle Program. And now to help meet the curable demand of the global pandemic crises, this amazing technology is made available at affordable pricing to the general public for your home or place of business use. For more information, contact USAsia OT and Majestics LLC at 689-222-8900 or 312-200-0109 or email subject information at usasiaonlinetrade at gmail.com. Welcome to this episode of the Outfront Podcast with host Vince Noble, the podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince Noble. I want to acknowledge each and every one of you stepping into your authentic power today. Hello everyone and welcome to the Outfront Podcast, the show that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. I am your host, Vince Noble. Hey family, let's just keep it real on today. Uh, This past week in particular for certain parts of the United States has been extremely challenging. And I certainly pray uh, that that everyone uh, is doing well as can be on this day. And despite the conditions um, you perhaps have been facing and dealing with and wrestling with all week, I certainly uh, wish you the best on today. Uh, Many individuals, um, as I said, are, are, are wrestling with these unusual weather conditions, the loss of power and extreme cold in many parts of the country, typically um, where you don't find these type of conditions. And so again, I pray that um, you may find some relief very soon. I want to spend some time uh, in this episode uh, with this idea of Building the inner resiliency to remain focused, flexible, and productive during difficult times. We have a lot to unpack in this episode, so let's go. I had some real great mentors that helped walk me down uh, the path of some dark moments over the past three decades of my life. And and so um, real life experiences have taught me uh, to formulate some some mentionable, actionable steps and perspectives around this idea of building the inner resilience to remain focused, 
flexible and productive during difficult times. You know, when we talk about mental health, we are talking about a person's uh, condition concerning their psychological and emotional well-being. I happen to believe that in certain communities and as well as society as a whole, we don't understand enough about mental health and the positive or negative impact on certain communities because number one, we don't truly give enough attention to the matter and the fact that somewhere on the spectrum of adult psychopathologies, there are so many conditions that go improperly diagnosed and treated. It isn't, it isn't a, a priority of things um, in our community. It, it, it isn't a priority of things in our society or on our list of things to get evaluated, you know, as in our physical health or appearance. You know, it is the global um, health and, and wellness market uh, it is currently valued at over $700 billion and growing. You know, we'll spend hours in the gym to build, you know, big biceps and triceps and, and get big pectoral muscles. But, but very little time intentionally is spent building spiritual and emotional resilience in today's society. And this is even more hugely among millennials and uh, Generation Z's, although Gen Z's may perhaps be more uh, successful driven than any other generation, while they may even prioritize mental health and proper rest, our mental health uh, influences how we think, feel, and behave in daily life. It also reflects our ability to handle stress, face uh, adversities and overcome challenges and maintain and build relationships and recover from difficulties and setback. What that mean is, it means more than being free of depression, anxiety or other psychiatric illness. Mentally healthy people, uh, they often enjoy life. Um, and have the ability to, to laugh a little bit more, don't take themselves too serious, and, and overall generally have more fun in life. They can deal with stress and bounce back from adversity. They feel a sense of meaning or purpose in both their activities and their relationships. They are flexible and adaptable to change. And for the most part, they tend to build and maintain fulfilling relationships. You know, you'll often hear me say quite often again and again, at the end of the day, it's all about the relationships. You know, the fact of the matter is we all uh, will experience disappointments, um, lost and change. And, and while a, uh, you know, uh, while all of this is a normal part of life, you know, these emotions and experiences still cause sadness, anxiety, and stress. 
But just as a physical or physically healthy person, um, they are better able to bounce back from illness um, or injury. People with strong mental health, they are better able to, to bounce back from adversity and trauma and stress and continue uh, with the focused mindset of accomplishing the things that they're trying to accomplish in their lives. You know, this is called resilience. You know, I always tell individuals, it was my mother and grandmother who who taught me resilience um, at a very early age. However, when when I was in the military, we had to teach an entire generation on resiliency. You know, people who are emotionally and mentally resilient, they tend to have the tools for coping with difficult situations. It is not that difficult situations will never come our way. However, when they come, we have the necessary coping skills that will enable us to maintain a positive outlook driving forward. You know, it was when I returned home from Afghanistan after my fourth combat tour. I returned home and came to the realization that I was dealing with some of the cumulative effects of years of a very heightened sense of, I would say, awareness. I lost most of my ability to mentally adjust, if you will, to the environmental changes outside of living in a combat environment. There was perhaps more than 45 months or so, cumulative months or so, of my life spent in a war-torn country. And so at times when I transitioned back home, I'd be you know, driving down the freeway uh, in Virginia somewhere or some parts of the country, and my mind would automatically switch to identifying improvised explosive devices. We call them IEDs in the road. I'd come close to, you know, road rage because I didn't want to feel stuck in, in one spot or boxed in uh, in some way in traffic, feeling like I was a soft target. If I set a time of arrival, there was no flexibility in my arrival time. I had a hard time understanding people's delayed responses uh, to critical times and events. I had to recognize and come to see that I, in fact, returned home with an invisible wound. The truth is, I may very well live with parts of this anxiety for the rest of my life. However, there are ways to deal with it positively. You know, we want to come back the same way we left off. When things happen, we want normalcy. We want to move forward with the way things used to be. And so we often want to pick back up where we left off when things happen. And, and, and those close to us, um, they wish the same. And so many will never stop and ask, how are you? Like, like really, how are you doing with that? 
you know, they rather not um, be that sort of accountable person or or have you be accountable to moving forward in light of what has happened and moving forward with the way things will be in the future. That's a kind of awkward position to be in. And that can be dangerous at times because the other person on the other hand will never get to become what I call preemptive in a way, you know, preemptive, I would say, uh, as that is learning to accept where you are and identifying and taking appropriate measures and actions against how you systemically are beginning to adversely respond to the events or conditions with the way they are and quite frankly out of your control. Preemptive requires resiliency, which leads to being or becoming adaptive, which leads to mental agility. You see, I believe when you really org- begin to learn how to organize your mind, everything else falls in line. I learned to get to that mental, agile, and adaptive space. However, to get there, it's it starts with practicing self-care and making, you know, making yourself a priority without any guilt. Yes, it's, it starts with taking really taking responsibility for yourself first. I mean, think about it. Even from a leader perspective, if you can't learn to be there for yourself in the way that you truly need to be, how can you be able to be there for others when they really need you? When they really need you in the way that they need you, not in the way that you think they need you, You see, the problem is often we think we know what everyone else needs. We think we know what it's going to take. And and so, but we have, uh, we have no idea of what it is we truly need. Because I believe leaders get caught up in their identity roles of how leaders are supposed to be, how leaders are supposed to act, how leaders are supposed to talk how leaders are supposed to walk. But resiliency is your ability to honestly cope with the circumstances and bounce back from stress and adversity. And you know what? And hopefully even grow through the experience and and take a step further than that. And then you share your experience. You see, it is sometimes referred to as thriving and not just surviving because I believe there are hidden blessings in every struggle. And so it is. I often say that your story is your story and you never know how the world is going to respond to your story until you tell your story, but you have to be willing to tell your story because I believe it is your story that could possibly change the trajectory of someone's life for the rest of their life. But you have to be willing to tell your story. And it is often that sometimes we are not willing to tell our story, but it is in fact our story that will help someone else. The transparency in our story 
will help someone else, no matter what the difficulty may have been. And so mental agility indicates uh, the ability of the individual to think, to learn, and quickly absorb, you know, new information, systems, processes, and ideas. And mental agility is more than just quickness of mind. A mentally agile person can can think on their feet, solve problems, pivot, and be creative when they need be. You know, when I was, you know, in those faraway places from home, uh, often responding to things totally out of my control, I sought out ways to sort of boost my mental agility. And so I, I began to read more whenever I could. I, I learned to focus on finding multiple solu- solutions. I learned to focus on finding multiple solutions, not just the best one or the best one that I thought at the time. I looked for opportunities to to even exercise more, even in combat environment. I committed to keeping uh, not only my mind sharp, but my body sharp. I made it a priority with my team. And so I led by example. And so never forget to to be extremely protective of your mental energy. Energy is everything. And so accept what you cannot change and encourage others, you know, to do the same. You know, there will always be a circle of concern and a circle of of influence. And so at times we simply have to focus on our circle of influence versus our circle of concern. You know, many of us would like to change the world if we could. But the fact of the matter is we don't have the capacity right, to change everything and everyone So part of that is protecting your mental energy is focusing on your circle of influence in hopes that over time, your circle of influence may increase in a way, expanding or uh, expanding your circle of influence. Never forget to uh, encourage others to do the same as well. Actively display the courage during difficult times to step out of your comfort zone and even try new things. You know, oftentimes we get stuck. We get stuck on this is the way it is. This is the way it's always been. This is the way we've always done things. And so we get fixated on the way things used to be. And the fact of the matter is things have changed. Uh, And now how do you adjust to that? Always work to eliminate those sort of distractions of this is the way we've always done it. And people that's around you um, that you have allowed to get a certain amount of your attention has began to distract you in a way. So we should always uh, work to eliminate distraction, and that requires some discipline. And yes, you know, let go. Let go of the self-consciousness 
don't overly focus on how you size up with the rest of the world or how you may appear to others or even um, how they may be responding to situations and expect you to do the same. Be you through the process because oftentimes, whether we like it or not, situations will define who we are. Or in, in many instances, they will redefine who we are. But we should always uh, try to stay true to who we are at the core, no matter what. And so as we all are continue to learn uh, or have learned throughout 2020 and going through what I call, uh, you know, this mental marathon and, and, and what looks like to be the remainder of 2021. We all are are very much required to really um, be attentive and sensitive to growing our mental toughness and stamina. You know, with with continually to learn um, and, and process the things that are going on around us. You know, because... The, the, the prevailing social and political unrest, the, the pandemic, the loss of employment, the loss of business and, and homes to, to now what seems to be, you know, at this moment, you know, uh, individuals are dealing with uh, uh, the unusual light weather conditions and that has blanketed most of the country. I think again about how we're all still very much in this mental marathon together. And many of us are learning what it truly means to display humility and compassion and love and patience and tolerance and gratitude and forgiveness and flexibility and mental agility and endurance. Life can throw us curveballs at any time. You know, we can't predict everything that will uh, come our way and we can't we can't plan for every scenario. This time two years ago, I'm sure none of us could have predicted uh, what was in store. A pandemic. You know, you know, not to make this about preachers, um, but most preachers and evangelists I know were talking about 2020, the year of increase. Double for your trouble. And then the pandemic hit and everyone went on lockdown. So when things change in a way we weren't expecting, how do we take it in stride to ensure the most positive outcome? You know, my good friend, Davy Davenport, who says, you still turn to God and you still turn to God and say, what is this pandemic supposed to mean for me? Spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and and financially, because for everyone else it may it may mean something different. But what is this supposed to mean for me? So in 2021, I believe mental agility will be one of the very key skills needed to push forward towards um, success as we continue navigating the waters of an uncertain future. Let's be real. There is still a lot of unknowns and mental agility will be a great asset 
for everyone to display in our homes, our workplace, and our communities. Um, and, and as we as we begin to open up and engage a little bit more uh, social unity from all of this uh, social distancing, mental agility is the capacity to respond to events flexibly and be able to move quickly between different ideas. If you're mentally agile, you can take in change. You can take in change. You know, folks that's not mentally agile, they, they, they don't do good at taking in change. But if you are mentally agile, you can take in change and find the best course of action to move forward despite unpredictable events. You can still manage to see opportunities when the majority won't see it. The majority will only see the doom and gloom. You know, when I was in the military, we would say that the only thing constant is change. Stick around. Change is coming. So we inculcated recruits with an adapt and overcome mindset from the very first day. It's not about having all the answers, but about being confident that you can figure out a new way of doing things when you need to get to where you want to go. It's the mindset. I'll keep doing whatever I need to do because it's the mindset, whatever it takes. Some people hate to change up. They don't like the idea of having to flex or pivot at times. They have this idea, this is the way it's supposed to go, and that's it. You know, studies have shown that those that have higher levels of psychological flexibility are less likely to be depressed, anxious, or stressed, and more likely to report well-being in general because of the way they think about situations and how they choose to respond to events. Did you hear that? How they choose to respond to events. Resilient people view a difficulty as a challenge and not as a paralyzing event. Yeah, some people just look at every event as if it is a paralyzing event. And so I see things as an obstacle that I have to, at times, step back and recalculate, if you will, how I'm going to navigate the obstacle. I tend to to even look at my failures as there are lessons to be learned from and as opportunities to even continue to grow in some areas. I don't view my mistakes as negative reflections of my overall abilities or self-worth. Like many resilient people, they spend their time and energy focusing on situations and events that they have control over because they put their efforts where they can have the most impact. Resilient people are committed to their lives and their goals and and they have a compelling reason, no matter what, to jump out of bed in the morning. Committed isn't just you know, restricted to their work, 
They commit to their relationships, their friendships, and the causes that they care about. You know, some people, the moment something hits, they drop everything. Then they go into seclusion. You see, so the good news is that even if you're not a naturally resilient person, you can learn to develop a resilient mindset and attitude. My mindset is we will get through this and we will get through this together. When you take care of your mind and your body, you're better able to cope effectively with the changes that are going on around you because changes will come. You know, I too at one time had to, again, check myself. Resilient people don't let negative thoughts derail their efforts. Instead, they consistently practice positive thinking. This means, you know, at times listening to how you talk to yourself when something goes wrong. If you find yourself making statements that are permanent, pervasive or paralyzing, correct these thoughts in your mind. It's in your mind is how you respond to these events. Every mistake or a situation that occurs, you find yourself has the power to teach you something important. So look for these lessons in every situation. Remember, we all experience bad days and we all go through our share of crisis. But we have a choice. We have a choice in how we respond. We can choose to react with panic and negativity, or we can choose to remain calm and logical to fix a solution. Your reaction is always up to you. Your reaction is always your choice. You see, resilient people understand that although a situation or crisis may seem overwhelming, It may seem overwhelming at the moment. It may not make that much of an impact over the long term. So try to avoid blowing every event or situation out of proportion. And then you have to continue to still set goals. Set yourself some goals. You know, so if you don't already, you know, learn to set smart, effective personal goals that match your values and that can help you learn from your experiences, you need to do so. And remember, resilient people are confident that they're going to succeed eventually despite the setbacks or stresses that they might be facing. You see, this belief in themselves also enables them to take risks when they need to. When you develop confidence and a strong sense of you or who you are, you have the strength to keep moving forward and to take the risk that you need to to get ahead. I am very huge on relationships. You should still work to develop strong relationships. People who have strong connections are more resistant to stress. And the truth is they're happier. This also goes for your close inner circle. The more real, authentic friendships you develop, 
the more resilient you're going to be because you have a strong support network. You have that strong support network to fall back on at times. And so we should always remember that treating people with compassion and empathy is is very important. It still matters. And so as we go through our challenges, just be flexible. Just be flexible. And so resilient people understand that things change and that carefully made plans may occasionally need to be amended or scrapped all together. Again, friends, 2021 is still filled with so many unknowns. And so we must accept the situation as it is. Sometimes things happen that throws us off course. Again, 2020 is a great example of that. And if it's, if it's um, a change that we're unhappy about, um, it's natural to want to fight against it. However, when the situation is beyond our control, the first thing to do is simply accept the new circumstance we find ourselves in. And this isn't always easy. And it's okay to process emotions around major shifts to get to that acceptance. But the important thing is to acknowledge that we need to move forward. And we may need to move forward differently. Stop and think. We often react quickly and emotionally to unexpected events, which sometimes leads us to act in ways that aren't useful. If you can give yourself some space and time to think before doing anything, it could mean that, you know, you approach the situation more strategically. And so take at least a few moments to breathe. Take in what is going on around you and ensure your response is appropriate to the situation and not just on an automatic panic reaction. And so you get to be creative. It's easy to fall back on using tried and tested ways of dealing with problems, but this isn't always the best solution. So brainstorm ideas at times, seek out different opinions and think about all the different courses of action you can take to solve the issue. Consider, you know, it's okay to consider various possible scenarios uh, and how you could respond to each one of them. You know, test new approaches if you can and see what works best for you at the time. Sometimes doing what you've always done will end up being the right move, but examining whether you could do this differently will get you in the habit of looking at situations from different angles and perspectives, which, which is useful for building your mental agility in the long run. Have a growth mindset. You see, believing that you can always continue to learn and develop, even if you consider yourself an expert in your field, 
it helps you to keep growing and stay ahead of competition and different things that's going on around you and understand what you can do to improve or what we would say up your game. You see, a growth mindset is a key to mental agility. It's a key to mental agility as if as it will ensure you're regularly challenging your perspective and come up with innovative ways to tackle challenges. It will also help you to view failures as learning opportunities. Not not everything, not everything you do will always work the first time. But it could be a step in the right direction and you'll you'll learn. You'll learn something in the process from that experience. I talk a lot about support because of what support meant to me while I served in the military. So I, I measure a great deal of things based on you know, my experiences in the military. And so, yes, in fact, I talk a lot about support uh, in the military because it was always about the team, the squad, the crew, the unit, or your battle buddies. And leaders enforce the battle buddy team concept to recruits from the very first day. I think it's one of the most underrated parts of resiliency. You know, building a support network can be challenging in a in a virtual world. You know, we have to work we have to work in this virtual space now, and so uh, building a support network can be challenging in a virtual world. When how we work, socialize and interact with other people has changed so drastically. But having someone, I believe, to bounce ideas off of, to to even debrief or simply someone um, who can lend a listening ear, whether whether it's, you know, something you're being challenged with, uh, you find some other uh, colleague, a friend or mentor All of this can help you work through a problem and decide um, how to respond to the event. You know, your teammates are are the ones who are truly working to even understand your, your situation. You know, your teammates are the ones that are understanding and knowing how important mental agility is for overcoming periods of difficulty and change as well. And typically, they are often the ones standing in the gap with you. We should all learn from the past. And we should all learn from the past to direct our future. Look at how you have responded to challenges in the past. You know, this is probably uh, something many of us have had plenty of practice with within 2020. What did you do well? And what could you do better in the future? Is there anything you would replicate or change about your reactions and behavior? Write them down. Write your thoughts down so that you can go back and look at your notes later. You know, review and and, and we have to get to a, a place where we can review and refine 2020, if you will. And do that once a week. As you're working through challenges, take some time to reflect and, and again, jot down what has gone well, what hasn't, and what you'd like to do better in the future. 
In the military, we call this somewhat of an AAR, an after-action review. You know, this shouldn't take a long time. However, it is a great reflection or reflective exercise, um, and this should be simple. It should be very simple, just a few lines focusing on here and now and what happened in the past and how can you do you know, much better. You know, so putting putting a pen to paper will help you understand the situation. Believe it or not, it will boost your self-awareness and visualization on how you can improve. So listen, I still believe this year will be the year that many people will begin to manifest many of the things they thought had died within them and was no longer possible to live. The book deals, the business, the new position, the relationships are all coming back to life despite what it currently looks like. Until next time. We certainly hope that you enjoyed today's episode. So make sure to join our Facebook group, Out Front with Vince Noble. And don't forget to comment, rate, share, and subscribe on the Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to download your podcast. Until next time, remember, you still get to write your own life story. 